Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the Word, giving insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now on to today's message. we've got from the series so far. There have been uh, so many uh, great testimonies of people saying thank you for approaching topics that are taboo in this culture and that most people don't want to deal with. And so today we're going to deal with the topic of anger. And so um, again if you're angry or you have something you're mad about, you've got about 15 seconds to get rid of it because we're jumping into this message today. Um, what we've been doing is looking every week at David's prayer in the book of Psalms. Psalms 139, 23, and 24 in your notes. And we've been looking at this prayer and this is a prayer I hope you will take and you will use daily. And let me say this. I hope you'll use this prayer when you're in conflict with someone. Because when you're in conflict, it's easy to point the fingers, easy to blame others. But when you pray this prayer, it's about you and God. So let's, let's read this prayer here. Um, Psalms 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that what offends you, O God, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You can go ahead and turn in your copy of God's Word if you have it today. We'll be in a couple of passages. Um, one's Ephesians 4.26 and then Genesis 4.6. Ephesians 4.26 and Genesis 4.6. Um, anger has been really a generational bondage in my family. Like all the Bordeaux men have just been angry. And uh, my dad was a very angry man, very frustrated man. And so he, I guess, passed that on to me. But growing up as a kid, I was an angry child. I really was. Like even as a little child, like my... Like, my little boy's your typical boy, and sometimes he'll go, like, like you see the little bit of Hulk, but he's a sweet kid. Um, I was so bad that at night I would not sleep. I'd be up three or four hours screaming, and my parents would be crying, I'd be crying, and they would drive me around at night for hours to get me to be quiet. You say, well, that's probably pretty normal. Well, I'm growing up in school, that continued. Anger continued, and what I saw in my home life didn't help at all, but I remember one day um, that the, the teacher put me in the, the mobile unit and left me in there during recess because I was, I was being a bad kid. Me and my friend Rodney, I'll never forget Rodney, me and Rodney were always in trouble. And so she puts us in there and I loved recess. So me and Rodney decided to have recess. We found the kickball and we played kickball in that mobile unit and destroyed the, I mean completely obliterated, I mean everything. Desks were turned over, papers were everywhere and when the teacher said something to me, I actually cursed at her. And so my mom had to come out and mom's like, I don't know where that language is coming from. Yeah, you do. I got it from you. I mean, some of y'all are wondering, you're using that language and your kids are saying, but you know, and so I was a really, really, you know, just angry child and growing up, anger always got me in trouble. I remember right after I got saved, um, so you know, after you receive Christ as your savior, what, what sanctification takes a little time, right? I mean, you get to grow in Christ likeness. You start, you know, letting the Holy Spirit change you. Well, I've been saved a week. So give me a break here. I give my life to Christ for a week and I worked for um, my dad's company. I was driving a front end loader, um, which I drove, I have just have driven almost my whole life it seems like, but I was driving this $95,000 front end loader they just bought. It's for a concrete company. And the foreman guy came out, the manager, and he said something really smart to me. 
And we were on a very busy day. It was a 15-hour day that we were doing. We were pouring uh, at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. And I got mad at him, and I hit that front-end loader, uh, that glass, and I shattered the brand-new glass, estimated about $680. And it was one of the things where my dad... Um, he, was a, he was usually a very forceful and upfront man. I've told you his stories before. But he actually wrote me a letter. And it went through. And he said, son, I just can't have you hurt our company anymore with your anger. And um, he went through a whole lot of other things. He said, but you're fired. And that's how my dad fired me was through a letter. He couldn't even tell me it hurt him so bad. And anger always got me in trouble in life. It's something that when I got saved, I had to have the Lord help me with. And thank God I have continually gotten better. And you'll hear a little more about my story about how God's worked on that. But as a child growing up, anger was something that was just in me. And see, I could easily say, well, I was born that way. God made me that way. I'll just go ahead and live it out. But even though you're born with certain bondages and certain things are passed down from your family, I don't know what it is for you, you can overcome that through God's power and through God's spirit. I don't have to live angry. I don't have to let anger destroy my life. We don't have to let things that we're born with destroy our lives. God always wants the best for us, even when it comes to anger. God wants us to experience his best. And some of you may have the same story. Maybe it was a job like me, and you lost a job because you blew your cool, and that wasn't the only job I got fired from because I, I, I got in trouble with anger. There was other jobs as well. For you, maybe a relationship. Maybe you were in a relationship and anger ended that relationship. Or maybe you were on the receiving end of it and you said, no more. You deal with your anger and I'm gone. I don't know how anger has affected you, but I believe all of us in here have had opportunities and situations where anger and the releasing of anger has hurt us in an unhealthy way. And today what I want to do is to help you understand that unrighteous anger is a sin. Oh, you said the sin word in church. Yeah, I did. Because sin is what keeps you from God's best, right? So you hear the word sin, it's not like, well, you judging me? Yeah, 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 sure am judging. I want to help you. Because if you live in anger and you act out in anger, you will always fall short of the best life that God has for you. You will destroy relationships, destroy jobs, and destroy everything that you come in contact with. And when you see things like this with topics in life, as a follower of the Lord Jesus, here's what you've got to ask. How does God feel about this topic? Because you can say, well, I feel, think, and believe. Well, number one, you weren't on the cross. Number two, you didn't rise from the dead. Number three, you aren't reigning and ruling. Number four, you didn't inspire the Bible. So what you feel and think and believe as a follower of Christ doesn't matter. <laughs> what you feel and think and believe is irrelevant. What God feels about something is the most important thing about a topic. And so um, what I'll try to do as your pastor is help you see what culture says and then what God says. And then God will always give you help to accomplish what he says for your life. So if he says, man, anger will destroy you. Don't live in anger. He doesn't leave you on your own. He helps you overcome that. Let's look at what God, what God says about anger. And this is through the Apostle Paul. I wrote this 2,000 years ago to a church in Ephesus, which is the modern day Middle East Turkey area. And it was in the city of Ephesus. And he wrote this to the church 2,000 years ago in Ephesus. And here's what Paul wrote to them. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not uh, do not let the sun go down while you are ang still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. That word um, foothold, it means place. It means a geographical place in your heart. Don't give the enemy a place to take residence in anger. And here's what happens in the Old Testament. In Genesis 4, this book was written by Moses thousands of years ago. It's by Cain and Abel. And look what the Lord said here. He said, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? You remember what Cain did to Abel? Remember? He killed him. 
Okay, so anger. He acted in anger. Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? Because he gave the, the offering he wanted to give, and Abel gave the offering God said give. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. I believe today many of our setbacks in life can be attributed to the sin of anger. When you look back at your life, there's some things that happened that you made bad decisions, you made rash decisions, you acted out on somebody, again a job. There are some regrets in your life that may have come because anger had a place in your heart. As I shared before, anger had a place in my heart and there are some things in my life, again, that, that um, I blew it and I made some big mistakes in my life. Thank God for his help and his grace to get you um, through that. This is important to me too, guys, and here's a reason. Because not only does anger affect your life personally, but I've never seen a place like I have the modern day church where people can justify anger and people can use anger as a weapon against other people and call it holy. Some of you are new to church, and that's one thing we keep here is we, we believe in emotional maturity. You can't say you love Jesus and you're all this, and then, then you'll be emotionally immature because emotional maturity is something God wants to help you with. And I have seen, I've told you stories, where people were cursing at each other in business meetings and hollering at each other and threatening each other at church. And I remember getting saved and seeing that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, did I miss something? Like, I know I'm new to this thing, but... Is this what church, I mean, I just, I don't know. And for years, I actually ran from the call of God because I saw those things in church. I have seen people hurt so much because of anger. I've seen relationships split. I've seen people step out of opportunities because they got angry. And isn't that the hardest thing to do? It's like grabbing a, a grease pig. It's like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, no, 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 don't make the decision. And oh, God, they did it. We all have regrets due to anger that we've made a decision that we wish we wouldn't have made, and especially in the community of believers. It baffles me. As a matter of fact, I was sitting at lunch one day, and this is my life, and I'm with some staff, and I'm eating some good country food and enjoying staff meeting, and I get a text where I get cussed out by a person. <laughs> That's why you ain't get my number. I ain't going to cuss me out. And uh, so, right, block. So anyway, I stop there, and I, just, I get cussed out. Yeah. Like, you know, and so later I'm like, um, you know, I told the person, I said, hey, you, you probably need to find another church if you're this angry and, and, and not happy. And the guy got, he said, why do you think I'm angry? <laughs> Dude, you, you cursed at me. Before I was saved, I took you out back and wore you out. <laughs> now I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> but you cursed at me. That's anger. And I've never seen a place, again, where Christians can justify something like anger that is so destructive and something that would destroy uh, their lives and the lives of others. And it's easy to call anger a necessary sin because we blame others for our anger. They made me angry. Have we ever said that? Anybody ever said that? Right? You better all raise your hands or you're lying in church. And if not, that means you are Jesus Christ in the flesh. You know you've got anger at somebody. Best advice I've ever been given from someone is other people can't make you something else. You decide to be that way. And so if you're if you're blaming somebody else because of your anger, maybe you left a church and they didn't do you right, or maybe you left a relationship, you left a job, you're, oh, I'm just so angry. They didn't do that to you. They didn't do that. You decided to, to let that happen and then act out in anger against them. We usually blame people and the enemy gets a foothold in our lives. Could you imagine 
If we, in this place today, took this message and said, Lord, I want you to help me to have to have a holy life where unrighteous anger is not present. Could you imagine if you lived your whole life without acting out in anger? Let's just pause for a second. What would our lives look like? I didn't mind would look radically different. I, I mean, there again, I have had situations before I got saved and after I got saved that I ruined relationships and ruined opportunities because of my anger. I'll never forget. I was on the basketball team and I was in middle school and, and we were down by 10 points with a minute and a half to go. And the coach said, Bordeaux, I need you. I need you to go shoot three-pointers. That's what I do. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And some guy, one of the guys in, in, in the huddle said, you better not miss, boy. Let me tell you something. I'll beat you up if you miss. Like he said something. And I just started cursing at him. Like, you blah, 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 blah. And the coach said, Bordeaux, sit back down. And that's what happened to us, right? I mean, the Lord's like, hey, man, need you. Let's do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we start acting out. The Lord's like, yeah, just, just sit down. Gosh. And that's what happened. My whole life, I've had regrets and I've lost opportunities. I know you have the same story. But could you imagine if we let the Holy Spirit empower us to live a life where, the, where the Satan did not have a foothold of anger in our hearts? So here's what I want to do. I want to help you guys this week. That's been my prayer. Is that, and I've, I've seriously been praying for this. I believe everybody in here deals with anger or has dealt with anger at some point. Some of us today are living in bitterness, resentment, and anger toward our current situation toward people, toward past situations and it's almost holding us hostage. So how do we deal with this? How do we do it? First of all, here's wrong ways we handle anger. The first is this, and write this in your notes, spewers, say spewers, spewers express their anger. And I got something here to help today. You're wondering what is, what is this? And I almost broke it, whatever it is. Women, manly men don't cook in crock pots. Manly men cook on grills. That's why they use it. Spewers, spewers, spew off anger. I'm not going to hit you. Uh, they want me to get a super soaker, but I said, you may have electronic devices and you would hate me and you'd be very angry. I said, this, uh, but spewers get really angry and spew off. What did you say to me? Right? They blow their top. They're like Hulk smash. They're like Sherman tanks. You make me mad, I will run over you. I will destroy you. And that's what we do, right? That's how I was when I was younger. I was a Sherman tank. You make me angry. I'll tear this water. It's not hurt anything, right? It may actually kill some of the pollen if we have any in here. So if you're that. And, and so here's what happens with spewers, according to the scriptures. Proverbs 14.7 says this. A quick tempered person does what? Does foolish things. They do foolish things. They explode in their anger. They make rash decisions in their anger. They do foolish things. In the Bible you have two types of people. And the Bible calls people wise or foolish. Wise or foolish. I mean either you're a fool or you're wise according to Proverbs. Don't look at me. I ain't judging you. That's, that's between you and God. But God does have a, a category. So you got to decide which one are you in. As I said before, I've always been the person who's been the, the spewer. I mean I just you know, get, get mad and just, would just go off on, on people. Um, I, you know, I never forget um, I, I was in class one day in fourth grade and on the way to class it was raining this kid was looking at a mud puddle with his books and I walked by and kicked him in it and kept walking all his books went in there and here's what happened the teacher the teacher took gave, gave his books to me 
when I got there. And I went crazy in that classroom. And it really destroyed me. It hurt me. It hurt my parents. And I always spewed. And it, it, it got me in ultimate trouble. I almost, almost went to jail for it when I was 17 years old for a fight at school. Because I always spewed. It, it, it was like one of those things like, hey, you mess with me, I'll just run over you. You mess with me, I'll just get angry like the Hulk and I'll run over you. And that always got me in trouble as being a spewer. And here's what one mentor said to me. Here's the problem with spewers. You can't unscramble a scrambled egg. You cannot unscramble a scrambled egg. You hear me? You got to eat it. That means decisions you make in anger, things you say in anger, things you do in anger, you can't take it back. You got to eat it. You've heard the whole saying that, that you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Words hurt. And in anger, when you say something and when you do something, you can't get that back. You just have to eat it. You can't unscramble a scrambled egg. I was talking to, to, to this mentor, and a staff member had left his church in a bad way. Then the staff member wanted to come back, and we were talking about it. it wasn't this church? Is a long a galaxy far, far away? You wouldn't know about. And he was talking, and he made that statement. He said, "I'd love to have so and so back, but you can't unscramble a scrambled egg." All the decisions he made in anger is not going to help him now. Be very careful if you're a spewer. It's, it's a mark of fools. That's what the Bible says. When you you know, people, you come to God thinking, I was a fool. And I wanted, and the Lord hopefully has helped make me wiser in my days. Now here's the thing about, about spewers. Watch this. Now here's why spewers do it. If you're wondering why they do it. They, they lack a sense of control. And they act this way because they can't get their way in a situation. And, and they ultimately angry people want control. And when they lose control, the only way they know to do it is try to impose and get angry and break and try to, and that's their way of trying to get control. It's a feeling of hopelessness with them. And so if you are spewing here and you find yourself doing that, what you have to do is sit down and, and realize when something happens that you feel like you can't control, you're not, you're not getting your way. Because some of us are, are big babies, right? Let's just be real. Um, I was a baby boy, so I'm there with you. Um, you have that feeling of hopelessness. You've got to sit down and, and, and really look through and realize this is just a situation. There'll be many more. It's going to be okay. Don't act out in anger. If you're a spewer today, here's what it's going to take. Number one, it's going to take being humble. That's, that's what I've had to do. I've had to eat a lot of eggs. A lot of eggs. When, when I was in Christian Ministries program at Emmanuel College, um, I got into a tussle with a guy. And I had to stand in front of everybody in Christian Ministries. Remember Pastor Tracy who was here last week? He was the one who, who coached me and worked me through that. And I said, man, I'm going to repent for, to them. I repented in front of my whole youth ministry. They didn't know anything about it. But I stood up and decided to say, you know what? I did something stupid. And this will never happen again in my life. And I promise you that. And then I went through counseling for it. If you are a spewer, you, and that's, that was many, many moons ago. So it wasn't like last year or anything. But uh, you have got to be humble and say, I'm sorry. And this will not happen again. One thing I really love about my wife is she won't put up with it. If I was to spew off of her, guess what? You'd have, you'd have, you would have a divorced pastor who would not have a job anymore because <laughs> she would not put up with it. She refuses to let, and I saw my mom and dad go through it, and I refused to put my family. I don't want my son to ever see me do what I saw my dad do in my life. And so you've got to be humble. You've got to admit that you have an issue with anger. Isn't that hard to do? It's like, man, I'm just an angry person, and it's wrong. And I shouldn't be angry at that person that I'm angry at. I, it's not them. It's me. 
and I'm sorry and I need to get help. Some of you today need to get help. You need to see a counselor. You need to have somebody to help you through issues if you're a spewer um, with there. Be accountable. Get help and ask the Lord to help you to grow in the area of anger. Here's spewers when we, and we laughed at spewers. Now here's the next, the next people. We have stewers. Now what I asked for was one of those really old crock pots. You remember the real old metal ones with the, the thing like my mom, mom used to cook collards in it and green beans. Um, today, I guess nobody uses those anymore. Um, it was impossible to find on short notice. Um, but anyway, this is a crock pot. And these, are st- are, these here are stewers. Some of you are like, well, I'm not a spewer. I don't need help. Some of you are stewers, and it's just an, as unhealthy. And here's the second uh, wrong way we handle anger. Stewers suppress their anger. They put that, they, they put that situation in there. They close it. They turn it up, and they just let it sit for a while. And buddy, it is going to get hot while it, it, it stews inside of them. Look what the Bible says about this here. And uh, King David wrote this in, in Psalms. He said, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. When I kept it in, when I was a stewer. Now look at Luke 15, 28. It says, the older brother became angry the story of the prodigal son and he refused to go in when they were having the feast just to add that in there for you it's somebody who sweeps it under the rug until the rug's too big to hold it anymore and then everything breaks loose does anybody can anybody identify being a steward you're like yeah I know and and, and here's the thing about stewards um, they're really good at lying (laughs) right no 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 really how you doing I'm fine. No, you just lied. Listen to sermon number one on lying. You lied. You're not fine. You need to tell me how you really feel. I am thankful my wife never does. She's never, she's not that type. She's a, she's a spewer. She's not a stewer. So I'm like, how are you? Let me tell you how I am. You know, she's a boom. She'll, she'll knock it out. But some people are just lying all the time. And then what happens is they're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then one day they go crazy. Everything comes out. And you're like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I, everything was fine. She said it was fine. And, and if you're new, if you're just getting married or getting ready to get married, you, you got, if your wife is a steward, you can never believe her. You got to figure ways around that to kind of figure out, well, okay, okay, you're fine. What's so fine about today, honey? Is anything not fine? Like you got to you know, tiptoe around it and try to help with that. But here's what you do if, if you're a spewer. You got to learn to express your, your feelings before that all gets bottled up. And usually spewers either aren't comfortable expressing their feelings or they want to process it more. But what they do is it gets really, really hot. If you've ever, if you've ever opened a, a crock pot up and the steam hits you in the face, it's hot. I've done that. When I, I didn't know how to use a crock pot when I first got married. And I went to look in there like you do. Hey, what's in there? And it hurt. And my wife laughed at me so hard. Because some of you in here are stewing um, with your anger. You're upset. What you need to do is let a little steam off and a little steam off. And you need to learn to express your feelings when something offends you. See, I have went from being a spewer to a stewer. And I had a ministry coach. Um, you know, things that, that, that I do, I, I, I have counselors and I have coaches. I have both of those. And um, coaches help me with ministry and then counselors help me personally. So I can go just dump on them. It's awesome. You know, and um, that, I pay them. They have to listen to it. You know, it's great. If you haven't done it, you ought to do it, right? It's better than anything else. But anyway, so my ministry coach, we were talking. He said, you know, there's some things that offend you and you aren't telling people. And I can tell it's really getting to you. 
you're not telling anybody this stuff, are you? I said, no. And, and you know, for some reason, I just have things said to me, and people don't, don't understand, and, and it's, not, it's not your fault or anybody else's fault, but I, have, I would have things said to me that really offended me. I had this one person said, well, I didn't want to come to your church, but you really need a lot of help, so I decided God told me to come. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. And they're, they're not here today. Um, so they didn't help too much. But I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, we don't need your help, you know, but I didn't. I was just like, praise God, brother. Amen. Praise God, sister, you know. Praise God. You know, and I was angry, like, you, who do you think you are? I'm telling you, you know. and, and the anger inside of me, you know, somebody says, hey, man, you know, we missed you at church. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. I was like, no, I was leading worship and preaching at other campus. Well, you take more vacations than anybody I know. It's like, no, I haven't had one in two years. <laughs> and you just, it's almost like, you might watch The Office, and it's like Jim from The Office. You're like, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of give the Jim face to him. Um, or somebody will come and say, well, I've been telling everybody what my opinion is. You're like, oh, God, really? And so things, and here's what the coach told me. He said, in the moment, you need to say to somebody, and so if this ever happens, you know what's happening. I'm giving it to you. It says, say to someone. I haven't had to say this yet, actually. This is pretty cool. Um, so I haven't said this to, to anybody here. Is, is If somebody says something that offends you, Kevin, whether it be your wife or whoever, you say, I know you probably didn't mean that, but that really offended me. It came off. Here's how I heard it when you said it. But the person said, you need a lot of help. You know? I mean, that really hurt me because we've done so much work at this church. We've worked our butts off here. And I mean, man, it's been a lot of work. And for somebody to say that, you know, they didn't mean it that way. I think they tried to mean it as a compliment. It just didn't come out like that. But I needed to learn to express my feelings to people. And I needed to learn to share. And what I do at staff meetings a lot of times, if something's really on my heart and I'm really struggling with something, I share it staff meeting with the staff. Number one, let them know I'm human. Number two, to be accountable for help with that. If I'm really angry or frustrated about something, to get help. If you're a steward, express your feelings in a healthy manner. Don't wait till it all blows up and you're cursing people out and throwing stuff and you're ruining your reputation and God's reputation. Learn to express your feelings in a mature manner. Um, do you know what you are? Are you a steward or a steward? Do you know what your spouse is if you have one or your, you know your kid, you, right now you guys are calculating all this, aren't you? You're figuring it all out right now. Well, here's what we do with our anger. What do we do with this anger that we have? First of all, sinful anger, we need to put it out. If you have sinful anger, put it out. You can also cut it out, but I'm, <laughs> Proverbs 17, 14 <laughs> says, says the, that was so middle school. Um, Proverbs 17, 14 says this, <laughs> starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before the dispute breaks out. Drop it before it breaks out. Remember Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires? Same thing today, Smokey the Bear would say to you, um, only you can prevent your anger. And when you have a situation that arises around you or to you, you have two buckets with a fire that you're running to. And you're running to this fire and you have two buckets. You have gasoline or you have water. And you've got to make the choice. Will I throw gasoline on it or will I throw water on it? And if it's sinful anger, find a way that you put water on the fire so it does not spread. Refuse to quarrel. Here's James 1.19 and 20. I love this verse in James 1.19. In verse 20, it says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and watch this, slow to become angry. If you need a life verse, just take that one. You can take it. It's free. Um, you know, do whatever you can do with it. That's a verse that will help you immensely. Everyone, who's everyone? Say me. me. Should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Why is that? Look at verse 20. Because human anger 
does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Your anger will never push forward the plan of God. Your unrighteous anger will never push forward the plan of God for your life. Put it out. Here's what you do um, in in the second way uh, that you handle anger is you have sanctified anger and you fan the flame. Sanctified anger, you fan the flame. And look at Mark 3, 5. I love this here. Jesus looked around them in what? Jesus got angry? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So he looks around, he gets angry, and look what Jesus does. This is so cool. And deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. That's how you feel to your children sometimes, right? Uh, And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. See, Jesus was angry at what sin had done to mankind. He was angry that the the people had stubborn hearts. He was angry at the right things. There is an anger that is good for you. You hear me? It's called sanctified anger. It's holy anger. It's righteous indignation. You know, um, they've heard it said before, where you get angry about the things that anger God. Not the things that anger you. You hear that? You get angry at the things that anger God. The things that breaks God's heart, it breaks your heart. And instead of destroying, you heal. That's what Jesus did, right? He didn't go through there and say, y'all made me so angry. I'm just tired of this. I'm leaving. I'm done. No, he said, he said just, just stretch your hand for it. Let me bring some healing to the situation. Let me help this situation. See, sanctified anger should lead you to pray. It should lead you to action to help a situation, not hurt a situation. That's what you do um, with that. And here's why, guys. Because don't justify anger that is not godly. All the time. Well, I'm angry because that person's not doing what I want them to do. Are you praying for them? Are you encouraging them? If you're angry at them because they're not doing what you want them to do, are you acting the way God would act about that? Is your anger sanctified anger? Godly anger produces actions to help, to bring healing and resolution. It never destroys. Learn how to deal with your anger. Abraham Lincoln, I close with the story here, um, had a, a, a commissioner in, in his armed forces that ran this whole city. He was Secretary of War, ran the whole armed forces. And he had a, a, a man who sent him a letter and said, you're being very uh, passive. He says you're showing favoritism. And the man's name was Edward Stanton. They had this letter written to him. And Edward Stanton was angry that somebody would accuse him of favoritism. They would accuse him of being passive. And he goes to Abraham Lincoln's office and he slams the letter down and reads it to him. He says, I'm so angry. What should I do about this? What should I do about this, Abraham Lincoln? President Lincoln says, sir, you need to write him a letter right now. Sit down and write one. He sat down, ink and quill, you know, wrote the letter out. He says, do you have an envelope where I can seal it and send it to him? He said, no, 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 no. You're not going to send it to him. You're going to put it in the fire and burn it. He says, never write a letter when you're angry. Never write. He said, because once you, you, once you send that to that man, you can never take back what you've said to him. It's the same thing with anger. We have to let the Lord help us to live a life with no regrets. And today, I know that many of us have been either the bystander of anger or we have acted in anger and we've destroyed opportunities, we've destroyed relationships. Some of us today are harboring inner anger toward people and situations. 
tell you something? God wants the best for your life. You hear me? He wants the best for your life. He wants you to have a life with no regrets. He wants you to have the, uh, the, the best life possible where, where you're able to share the gospel and, 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 and uh, be a part of his plan. And anger will never help you do that. So here's what I'm, I'm asking today. I'm asking us in this place today to call out to the Lord and say, Lord, help us with our anger. Help us with the situations. Because you can't do this on your own. So you can manage anger with counseling, and, and some of you may, may need that. The only way you can ever extinguish that fire and turn it into the right emotions is the Holy Spirit helping you. Is you asking God to help you by way of His Spirit, and He empowers you to do that. God will never ask you to do something He doesn't empower you to do. Isn't that beautiful? He will never ask you to do something that He hasn't empowered you to do. I want to pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for your scriptures. We thank you that we can look and see your view of anger. And that, Lord, you care for us enough that you wrote it in the Holy Scriptures, your Bible, so we can see how you feel about it. But, God, we thank you today that whether we're stewards or spewers, you have promises in your word that you will empower us by your spirit. You will help us by way of the Holy Spirit. Today, as we're praying, church, 